Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream. And their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious. Or their organ strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I got to go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. Hello, people of Earth, and welcome to How Did This Get Made, the show where we try to make sense of the movies that make no sense. I am joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, Jason Manzukis. How are you, Paul? Very good. And June Diane Raphael. How are you? Hey, babe. Uh, today, really? Yeah, That's sure, it. We're doing a, We're doing a. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. <laughs> we have uh, an awesome show. This is one of our most requested films by you, the audience. Uh, it is, of course, The Room, and we have two amazing guests here today to talk about The Room. Um, our first guest, you may know him from his articles on the AV Club and on Vulture. Uh, please welcome Steve Heisler. Hello. Hey. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Now, you consider yourself kind of like a, a, a room aficionado, right? Yes. I, uh, I was introduced to the film a couple years ago, and suddenly I was very, very obsessed with it. <laughs> I, uh, I've interviewed Tommy. I've interviewed other people that are associated with the film. I've uh, been to screenings, and I've hosted screenings, and met Tommy in person, and uh, like the more I learn about it, the more I'm like kind of obsessed with the mythology behind it. Well, I am very excited to have you here, and we have an amazing guest here today as well, one of the actors from the film, Greg Sestero. 
Uh, that's, I'm pronouncing your name yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. And uh, you play Mark in the film. Yeah, that's right. Kind of the fo- <laughs> <laughs> the the foil to to Tommy Wiseau's character. Essentially, you that's are. That's right. He, um, so we're very excited to have you here. This is this is awesome. Uh, yeah. I am. I, I've seen the film so many times, and uh, I've seen it in theaters. I've seen it by myself, and every time you see it, it it really holds, it holds up, up as yeah. being. Thoroughly entertaining. I watched it for the first time, and and like the number of times that I had to rewind something to be like, wait, what just fucking happened? Was more than any movie we've ever done before. It took me like twice as long to watch this movie because I was like, hang on now, what just what is going on? To well, me, the, the sex scenes don't help either. Oh my god, I, I wrote, because you jerk off, to it. and you're like, oh man, I haven't been paying attention enough. I've been jerking off too much. Usually, this is the sexiest scene I've ever seen. Those sex scenes for the first. First, like twenty-four. I wrote it down. Like there are sex scenes almost in the first like twenty-six minutes. Three sex scenes, and yeah. they're long. They're yeah, I always, all... I always say if you can survive those sex scenes, then you can have fun <laughs> watching the movie because they are pretty painful to watch. And some, and and one of the sex scenes, they reuse clips from the first sex oh, yeah, scene. Re- it seems like yeah, the second recycled yeah. sex scenes, and it's yeah. cut so much faster too. And so it's just like it's just half a... the speed. <laughs> it's just a different song. That's what I was like. That's one of the ones where I was like, wait a minute, isn't this the the same the same scene where he's thrusting his butt like that. <laughs> Why do I have to see this part where he's like thrusting his butt again? The, the sex scenes are like a very bad babyface video because that that like that slow. So you jam. just mean a babyface video? <laughs> I, I, I think babyface would be quite offended. <laughs> <laughs> we like they are they are yeah they're they're very long. I wrote down that one of the uh, one of the sex scenes is eight minutes long. <laughs> I and, timed. Tommy time was oh. so is it eight minutes long. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, really sorry. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, wait. Uh, sorry. Oh, it's at eight minutes, and it's four minutes long. Sorry, so four minutes. But four minutes is a four long time. That a is a very long time. Especially, basically, at the point in which it basically has a four-minute sex scene, only eight minutes in. So you're now like the, <laughs> that third of the uh, of that that time has been split into one third of it is a sex scene. <laughs> I remember reading uh, the Variety review of the film when it first came out, and the review was basically like. I watched people walk out after the first sex scene, and then I le- and then I left. That was the end of the review of the film. Well, to me, I didn't know what the room was. I lived in Hollywood, and I would always drive down uh, one of the streets here, and they had a big billboard for it. And I thought it was like a vampire movie. I didn't know that it's kind of this, I guess, psychological drama? I mean, or is it a relationship? How would... Or it, try, it tries to be that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a love It's a love triangle movie, but it it basically... Uh, Tommy Wiseau plays... Uh, his character is... is what's the character called? Johnny. Johnny, Johnny yes, I'm score. Uh, We're plays, all like Johnny. <laughs> we know. <laughs> he is about to get married, um, and all of a sudden his wife decides she's not in love with him and starts hooking up with your character, Greg, Mark, who is Tommy's best... Uh, who's Tommy Wiseau's best friend in the film. Yeah. And you all live, I believe, in the same apartment building. Yeah, but we only see one apartment. Right. Yes. <laughs> and, and a, a rooftop. Roof. But, roof but we establish the hell out of it, but we only stay there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the movie takes place in San Francisco, but you very rarely leave the house. Like, maybe oh, yeah. three times in the entire movie. Like, super late in the movie, too, I feel like. It's not until really late that I feel like you guys are in that coffee shop, and I'm like, what the hell well, is... Well, there's that first scene where Tommy goes to the uh, flower shop. Oh, right. Yes. Holy That's- shit. That's well, one of my favorite That days. scene, yeah. I, I started writing down every line of dialogue well, in it, and especially my favorite is, she goes, you're my favorite customer. Here, well, take and a, she says, I didn't recognize you. Yeah, yeah. And the best part of sunglasses A lot of vampires must live in San Francisco. <laughs> the best part about that is, like, the more you watch it, the more you see these little things, but, like, she's looking directly 
at him and then shifts over and then says, "Oh, I didn't know it was you." It's you. Like, but she's looking at him when when he comes in. Uh, well, um, I had that scene just so people who've never seen the movie you can kind of get a sense of what this movie is like. Here, tickle this. Hi. Can I help you? Yeah. Can I have a dozen red roses, please? Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. Here you go. That's me. How much is it? It'll be eighteen dollars. Go. Keep the change. Hi, doggy. You're my favorite customer. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye, bye. <laughs> Guys, it's in- internally competitive. The dialogue. There. It Who really can say is. It faster? Now, did, w- w- I mean, there seems to be a lot of dubbing in the movie. I mean, like a lot of ADR. Like people went in and recorded voices over again. Like, were you? Did you do a lot of ADR? I, I started to believe his whole life was dubbed. <laughs> Um, there was, he, yeah, there was a, a ton, a ton of ADR. Um, does he not like his voice? Is that part of it? Or is he just not clear? What? I think he wants to sound as Johnny as possible. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Americana. So I think he really tried to make sure each line was said, you know. I also, you guys I also were, assumed that they were, like, rewriting some of the lines, too. I'm not really sure if that's true, but it seemed like, perhaps, the, the kind of movie that it is, the kind of obsession that he has, that he would hear something and be like, no, 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 I have something better, even after it was already filmed. Although, a lot of the time, it seemed like he was just redubbing what he had said. Like, oh, yeah. You, you could, his mouth was working Saying those with the words, lines. Yeah. yeah. I also seemed to think at points, I was like, maybe they didn't have sound in this scene. <laughs> maybe they could not <laughs> capture sound. Yeah, the, well, the sound booth was a, quite a story in itself. Really? Yeah, there were some uh, some interesting happenings on the first couple days. <laughs> I think the, the sound person maybe was his first sound job. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> well, now, I mean, the famous thing about this movie is that two cameras were put side by side together like he uh he didn't know if it was if high def was the future or 35 millimeter so they were taped together that's at least is the lore of what happened so every scene is slightly off center because you're accommodating for two cameras being taped together mm-hmm. um uh, now, there are also times when it cuts to the other camera and it's blurry and then it cuts back to the first camera <laughs> yeah <laughs> now now greg you were you were the line producer on this movie as well um, yeah, I mean, I did a bunch of stuff. I, at the time, I didn't even know what a line producer was, right. but I, I was credited as, as such. Yeah. <laughs> so you, did you... I did, yeah, I basically I did a lot of the casting, um, a lot of the product, a lot of the production stuff. Um, basically, anything that kind of needed to be done, I was I was doing. So, at one moment, I'd be ordering pizzas right. for the cast and crew, and the next moment, they're like, "Oh, you're in the main, you're in, you're in the scene." I was yeah. like, oh, "I don't know my dialogue, but." <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's do it. And and like uh, I and I know you have a book coming out, uh, which will be coming out when do when do um you... later next year. Okay, this I I can't wait to read this book. And uh, but do, can you talk about how you met up with Tommy or like how? I originally met Tommy in San Francisco um, in an acting class uh, of all places. Right. Um, and I watched him perform a, a Shakespearean sonnet. And I think everyone in the class was horrified, but I thought to myself, wow, this guy is, this guy is something. I, I want to find out more about who he is. Yeah, so yeah. I approached him. I said, hey, do you want to be scene partners? And he looked at me like I was absolutely insane. <laughs> he looked at you like you were insane. <laughs> and I didn't know if he thought it was a cool thing or, you know, he was annoyed that I asked him. He's yeah. like, yeah, write, write your thing down here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I was kind of waiting on edge to see what would happen, and he ended up being just this complete you know alien like character that he really does have this like weird thing about him if you've not seen this movie the the first thing i want to talk about too about 
you know you're in for a treat when there are three different logos all for the same production company that start the I was, movie. I wrote the same thing. <laughs> it's like he couldn't decide which production company logo he wanted, so he said, we'll do all three right back to back. First, it's like a flying W, and then it's kind of like a universal logo. It's like the world with Wiseau, and then it's like just another one, which is even less than those, just a world rotating, showing like a shadow, and then it says like Wiseau Films, but they all say the same thing. Like, back and forth to all Wiseau Films. So it's like a Wiseau Films production of a Wiseau Films presentation of a Wiseau Films. And I don't know if you mentioned this already, but like he is the writer, director, producer, and star. Yes. So yeah. he is ridiculously ambitious with this project, as is evident even just in the opening credits. And he, and before this, not, not a director, not that we know of. I mean, now, you, uh, Steve, you probably know a little bit more about this, but uh, people always say, like, first of all, the movie I heard took six months to shoot. Is that? I, I, I'm not sure how long it took, but I do know that. Uh, well, from what I've heard from from people that I've spoken to, like it was told, they were told it was like two weeks or something, and that's actually like the mythology behind the character Peter, who plays the psychologist in the film. Who's one like, of my favorite lines of his is just "People are people." <laughs> it's a very psychological thing to say. Um, but so so he's like the other friend that comes in later, and he's the psychologist, and he disappears halfway through the film, and I was told by somebody. Uh, who works in the film, that like he was told it was a two-week-long project, and then it kept dragging on, and he just had other work that he had to do. So he had to leave. But my favorite part of that movie is his scene when... So obviously there's a scene in which, for really no reason, they get into tuxes, and they play football. Where were right? they going? Yeah. Um, but Peter... I was like, oh, this must be his wedding. Oh, nope, nope. it's not. <laughs> this is the, the wedding photos. Party. Nope. Yeah. Oh, it's for the wedding It's the wedding photos, I think. I think they'd even fool the crew on that one. They're like... What's the point of that? <laughs> <laughs> so Peter, it's a, so they're all playing football, and like they throw the football to Peter, and he falls down, and he goes, "That's it, I'm done." And they walk away. And he, what in the movie he means like, "I'm done with playing football." But I like to think that that was that they captured him quitting <laughs> the film, and they just that was the best cut, and they just used that. Well, anytime anyone plays football in this movie, someone falls down on the no, ground. Like there are and so many men fall down. With no reason and we're no talking, cause, and we're talking about we're saying football. That's a very loose term. Catch. It's kind of it's catch within maybe three feet of each other, and and then it's like somebody just gets the yes. ball too hard, and then and there's falls. also but there is also a basketball. I just want to yes. say there is <laughs> yeah, also yeah. a basketball in the movie. Well, um, well, uh, now Greg, with, how long with no hoop with, with no, no hoop. hoop on a roof on a roof. Is that kid's is that kid's name Danny or Denny? Denny. 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 Denny is just holding a basketball on the roof of the building with nothing to play. Can we, can we, uh, we, 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 we can actually hear what Tommy talks about why he chose the football here. Wait, here I think people should realize that playing football without any gear and a special big huge field, it's fun. So you can play football in tuxedos, you can play football three feet apart. And the idea is to have fun. So I would recommend to anyone to try it. So that's a great explanation. <laughs> yeah. When asked why people were playing football in tuxedos, that was the answer. Here's the thing. Since that, three feet tuxedo-clad football has exploded. <laughs> Take it off. He it's does big. it at the screenings. He'll get out there on the street and yes. get people in a big circle, and they'll toss the football, and he'll, like, run the drills. Like, at one point, uh, Johnny and Mark go to the park, and they, like, run football drills, and he'll do that at the live screenings with fans. It's amazing. Now, Greg, how, how long did you work on the movie for, like, from your start to finish? 
Um, God, I was there for too long. <laughs> I um, I ended up working on the casting process, which right. in itself took two months. Wow. Now I heard that, like, I read some stuff online that. There was a lot of replacement of cast, like Mike and Michelle, like they were I love them. totally recast love midway them. through. I love those two. Those Mike's whole cats. story. It, it, uh, yeah. Mike and Michelle are essentially just two ancillary characters that are kind of, they like they having sh- sex. I feel like Mike yes. is kind of the comic relief in the movie. He has the best receiving a blowjob face I've ever oh seen God, in any movie. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's performance is 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 worthy of. Oh uh, yeah, of- in that sex scene alone, and then the scene in which he just tells Johnny about how he got uh, lost his underwear. <laughs> um, Tommy told me at one point that uh, that he had cast two people for each role, and so there were two Lisas and there were two Michelles, and I'm not 100. percent I mean, that's just what Tommy told me. So there had to have been double casting at some. Yeah, point. he he believed in having backups for every character. <laughs> Were, did like, you have a backup? I well, I wasn't originally even going to be in the film. You were the backup. So <laughs> I, yeah. I was essentially the backup, but that's a long story behind right. the backup. But yeah, um, so he wanted two characters, almost like you would do a play for a play. Yeah, like an understudy. Could, again, it's kind of like the logos for the movie. He couldn't decide whether this was going to be a movie or a play. Okay, so he decided to kind of mix them together. Wow. So. Now, did were there people that were just on call that never worked, or were they... Did they have scenes that were shot? Um, they were on call, but I think by the end, he ended up making his final decision. <laughs> Sometimes wow. even the day of filming. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, now... I like to think that there would have been a shadow movie made. You know how you said there were like yeah. two cameras? Yeah, yeah. That each camera was capturing different yeah. actors doing the same lines? <laughs> and like only, to see, only to Tommy see. is the common denominator? I'd love to see a movie just about all the mom's friends that she references. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm obsessed with those I women. want to see a movie about the mom. I was, too, obsessed, I was obsessed with the mom. Obsessed with the mom. With well, the mom. the mom has one of the best scenes. Uh, she's talking about her friend who is uh, having trouble with a house and... And it kind of segues into something different here. We'll pull up this clip right just to get a taste of what the mom scene is like. Oh, that jerk Harold. He wants me to give him a share of my house. That house belongs to me. He has no rights. I am not giving him a penny. Who does he think he is? He's your brother. He is always bugging me about my house. Fifteen years ago, we agreed that house belongs to me. Now the value of the house is going up and he's seeing dollar signs. Everything goes wrong at once. Nobody wants to help me, and I'm dying. You're not dying, Mom. I got the results of the test back. I definitely have breast cancer. (laughs) (laughs) That is is really buried in the And then it's never referenced again. And then she probably has to go. She has to go a lot. Well, you, well there's a lot of things that are set up. The breast cancer <laughs> yeah. is set up. The uh, why this, Denny, this 14-year-old kid who's kind of going on 40, who... Um, he's God. also a drug addict, too. He's also a drug yeah. addict. He, always, he also likes to watch. Yeah, that was creepy. <laughs> yeah, that line was one of my... That's one of the early lines in the movie where I was like, wait, what? <laughs> he's like, I just like to watch. And I was like, whoa. Basically, he comes over to uh, to Tommy's house and wants to. He jumps in the bed with Tommy and his girlfriend right when they're about to have sex, and then they get into like a little pillow fight and they go, "Get out of here!" Three's a crowd. Get out of here, Denny. We need yeah. to have a four-minute sex scene. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by. 
Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough. But Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, plus... With Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace. And I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes, that's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What a time to be alive. You can get anything you need, and when you need it delivered, you can get it right to your door with DoorDash. I am on DoorDash at least twice a day, every day, because I can get anything delivered right to my door. Uh, sick at home? I get flu meds ASAP. Uh, on vacation? Realize you left your charger at home? Guess what? They'll send one to your hotel. I did that with undershirts when I was in Chicago. Maybe you uh just on the couch watching TV? You want something delicious? Order a snack? Get it to your door. I'm talking about pet food, snacks, neck braces, alcohol, toothpaste, Joy-Con controllers, headphones, whatever you need. It can get delivered to you. DoorDash is the way. It saved me this week when I was in Chicago. I did not have the proper clothing. And guess what? It came through in a major way. And here's the best part, too. Uh, as a parent, DoorDash is your next stop for everything. Oh, I got to get snacks for the kids' soccer game. You can get them delivered to the field. Anyway, DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now and get almost anything delivered. Must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Alcohol available only in select markets. I mean, had you, like, you had done... You had worked on bigger movies at this point, like you worked on Patch Adams, mm -hmm. and you'd done, you would, so I mean, and obviously this is independent, but it had some money, I mean, it's not like, for, according to stuff I've read, like people say it costs six million dollars or something like that, or, or you know, the key, six a lot. million dollars? No way. Yeah, yeah, six million dollars. Six million dollars. Mm -hmm. Wait, hang on. And from what? Yeah. <laughs> And from what I, the line producer, where did that money go? <laughs> Not in the film. <laughs> from what I understand, there was this woman who was uh, Tommy's ESL teacher who provided him with the money. She was this like rich older woman uh -huh. who's in the credits. Apparently, her name is Chloe or something. I okay. think. Okay. Yes, Chloe Productions. It was also a Chloe Productions. <laughs> yeah. And so and so he would get on the phone and call and ask for more money every once in a while. I'm not sure where $6 million worth of that right. money could have gone, but... She had a very profitable ESL uh, training center. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so... Like, $6 million. $6 million. And I'm assuming 
you guys paid quite a lot of money just for the green screen. Yeah. yeah. With a, I mean, that yeah rather than going on a roof, they green screened the roof. Yeah, so the roof is essentially the roof. Well, the, it was shot in a parking lot. So we shot a rooftop on a parking lot. Wait, oh. so you were out wait, so you were outside with green screen then? Yeah. No, that wasn't even inside. What? So, all right, right. It's, it just it just keeps going. We could we could talk about the dysfunction <laughs> all day long. Why not just shoot the rooftop you were on? <laughs> okay, this is blowing my mind. I figured you guys were just in a random like studio. Just think, every decision that you could have made that would have made sense, we went the, the other entire, way. Yeah, yeah, different direction. Now, For creative reasons, or I, if you want to, if you, if you <laughs> want to be a, generous, I think in a way it made sense to Tommy to do it that way, and that's kind of the. The, the nature of my obsession with the film, which is that, like, he very deliberately did these things, and his logic is something that I would never have come to, but it's his logic. And that's the, this is the movie that he yeah, wanted you, to make. You went full force at something, you know, not listening to anybody else, but just his internal um, vision. And he's an auteur, guy. It felt yeah. like some of the lines were autobiographical. Like, when he gives that, that monologue about how he couldn't cash a check because it was out of state... Yeah, he goes he into this boy. long that monologue. That all felt really That actually feels like it, it, it really does feel like he went into a full thing. Like he was, he moved here and a girl paid for his first date and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, he has a whole backstory. Was that Chloe he's talking about? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that at one point there was probably a Lisa in his life that did something to him because the whole it movie. Feels like a, it feels like this is autobiographical. Yeah, because the whole movie is all about how good of a person he is. And he goes out of his way to talk about how good of a person he is. Usually it's through the mom talking to Lisa about why she shouldn't dump him. He's like, he provides for you, he gives He's, you a car, he has a good job and all this right. stuff. And uh, and he makes women out to be these manipulative people. At Do one point, you guys are talking on the rooftop, I think, and it's basically, it's I can't remember, it, Greg, if it's you or Johnny that says, or Tommy, rather, that says that basically women are either too smart, flat-out stupid, or evil. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> That's yeah, the line. And I was like, that's the, that is the thesis statement of this movie. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's actually a really good point. But, well, but, yeah, because there was no justification as to why Lisa thought he was a terrible person and did terrible well, things. Everyone, she just, like, made up her she mind. She just made up her mind. Everything she just got we, over him. Yeah, Everything no good after reason. a long sex scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> basically, the, the reason, like, basically they have a long sex scene, he falls asleep, and then I feel like that was the trigger moment. She's like, you fell asleep after sex? I hate you. You're now, right. That is the moment. Oh, really? she want, Yes, because she rolled over and she wanted to talk to him. And then she and looks she, back and she rolls and back he, over. Yeah. yeah and then the next morning she's calling his best friend, you, to have sex with him or to her. And it's like, but it is, it's like everything you know about Johnny is he's taken in this kid. He's paying for his schooling. He's got a good job. He's, he's giving money to uh, Lisa to survive. Lisa's mother. Yeah. like bought he, her a red dress. But it feels like it's an auto. It feels like he dated this girl. She cheated on him. And he was like, why? I'm yeah, he thought he did everything perfect. And so it's, it's everybody else's fault. There's <laughs> nothing to do with him. It's so amazing to me. Now, did you ever have the feeling in this movie, like, did you ever go, like, I kind of want to walk off? Or are you at a certain point just going, like, I'm kind of in for this ride? I literally, I mean, it was so much fun. To, yeah. Just to go every day and say, how are they going to just 
destroy this thing. <laughs> I thought to it, it was. I've never had more fun making. A movie. I was obsessed in this movie with the entrances and exits. Of oh the my god, which are very much like a play. Yeah, yeah it is. So. It fe- I mean, it feels like you're watching a play because it well, does take place in one and, kind and of room. Yes and no, but like, sometimes people just come in, walk in, yeah, have a conversation, and then just and walk out. Just yeah, walk you don't need. Out. Yeah, the mom comes all that. the way over to yeah. have a conversation about something that could have easily been on the phone, and then it's like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta and go. just leave. And he like he shepherds everybody through it like anybody who enters he goes oh hi Lisa or oh hi Denny or oh hi Mark it's like he has to like like facilitate everybody's arrival so that we know which character has just walked in it's up to him to be like Oh, hi. Well, <laughs> my favorite thing is uh, Denny comes over and he goes, hi, is Johnny home? She's like, no, he's not home. He's like, I wanted to hang out with him. Well, he'll be home in a second. No, I got to go. <laughs> like, well, why didn't I, well, there was no information <laughs> given. It was like, oh, this character just appeared. He had something to say, but we're not going to hear what he had to say. He'll be back later. It's like literally, yeah, come over for four seconds. And then yeah. Leave. And that, I guess, helps that everybody lives in the same apartment building. Yeah. Um, did you did you ever improvise or like work with him on lines or anything like that, or is it like you just followed you were along? And yeah, just... I did. I did some fun little improvising stuff um, that I threw in that I wasn't supposed to. That Tommy was furious about. Oh really? <laughs> um, and then yeah, he wanted me to like make watch the monitor and make sure you know how was his performance. And yeah. I'd always give him kind of a thumbs up. Yeah. And he'd look at me and shake his head and say, "You just say that." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Meaning, he wasn't even buying my thumbs up, so uh, I was I was doing my best. Now, like, how many takes per scene, like per setup? Some scenes would take all day, you know, day and a half to shoot. I'm not joking. Wow. I mean, it was. Amazing. How, oh. Is it about being like a perfectionist? Is it no, about like needing? No, it okay. was just actually just getting a scene down that wasn't stopped. Because, you know. Would like, he be calling cut a lot to stop his own rhythm because he didn't feel like he was not, good? Well, when he was in the scene, he had, you know, help. Okay. He would cut the scene. But yeah, it was just actually just being able to get the lines down fluidly or as fluidly as you can get them in a. You know, in a blocking scene, would he be would rewriting? Like, no, no. Once the script was locked, <laughs> it, it was stayed, stayed just the way it is. You do not change. And did you get an? Uh, did you get a script at a certain point? Where I, I, for me, it feels like you just got pages at a time. But did you? Yeah, get- I, well, I was one of the lucky few um, that yeah. got to see the whole script. Wow. Um, well, I mean, it's like a Woody really Allen lucky, movie, right? It's like yeah, a Woody but, Allen movie. but no yeah. one else saw. No one else um, got yeah. to see a full script. So I think a lot of people wondered. Is there even a is there yeah, even sure. a full script? Yeah, or is this just kind of pages of dialogue? Or did you sort of become the person that all the other cast members would ask all their questions? Yeah, to? I became yeah. like the you know the Tommy Whisper. Yeah, kind of like what, you were like you know. the dance captain. Yeah, I was like kind of the uh, the voice of the audience um, that if people needed some sort of normal. Yeah, because you seem. Yeah, because I imagine everyone was probably. I mean, because you've been working with them for a long time. You, everyone would be confused coming on, you know, like, what is going on here? So you obviously um, probably have to put out a lot of fires. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a good way to put it. I got to see a lot of my, my initial reactions and all these other people that were meeting him for the first time. So yeah. got Your to... character always seems so surprised that Lisa was coming on to you. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> and one of the things that you say in the movie is like, "Why did you do this to me?" Yeah, like, the, at, like you after t- the first uh, after the first sex scene, it's like he's the one who is the victim. Well, it's interesting if you, I mean, I'm sure you guys picked this up, but I think all the characters kind of sound the same. 
Yeah. Mark is the victim saying, why did you do this to me? Johnny's my best friend. Like, poor me. Yeah. Like, God, I got really, I got pulled into this. I have no part in it. You know, Claudette's kind of the victim that no one wants to pay for her house. And, you know, so... It's, Everyone's a victim. I Chris mean, R is the victim of not having Denny's money. Yeah, everybody's, right. everybody's yeah. kind of not getting anything that they want, and they're perfect, but... Michelle you know. and Mark got... Not Mark. Who's Michelle's... Michelle and Mike, right? Mike got interrupted. Yeah. But, but the I mean, only not victim is that fucking bitch, Lisa. No, she, Lisa is a victim. She's so she, hot, though. She's no one, so hot. Yeah, no one, no one can get... No one can get... Uh, <laughs> No one understands why she's so uh, furious with this guy who has a great job in computers. Oh my god, that's like. <laughs> but he also works at a bank. He also works at a bank. I thought. Or yeah, he she, works she at works, a bank. She, she works wanted in, to get yeah. into computers, oh. but he told oh. her it was oh, okay. too competitive. Oh, that that line. Wait a minute, I wrote that line down. Like now I care. You're right. The computer business <laughs> is too competitive. Could you imagine of walking what? into a bank and seeing Johnny as your teller? <laughs> yeah. I think. What I'm do just you realizing want? on the poster <laughs> for deposit. the room. Tommy Wiseau's hair is much shorter, isn't it? It's it's just pulled back. Oh, it's just pulled back. Okay. But I mean, you're you're sh basically marketing a drama, <laughs> an American drama, and you put a fa a picture of yourself that looks like you're about to kill somebody after it a sixty like a hour sixty hour meth bender. Yeah, that's what, it looks like. that's what I saw. Like when I saw that look looking down the on the street the billboard, I was like. It looks like, a, is it a vampire? What is this it wasn't thing? It's a tagline like, like, do you really understand life or something like really that? Can you really trust anyone? Can you really, can you really trust, trust anyone? Yeah. No, and the answer uh, arguably is no. No, no. absolutely no. not. I would like to have had that movie retitled Meth Bender. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, Meth Bender. If that had been titled Meth Bender, everybody would have gone to see it instantly. I got, dude, have you seen that poster for Meth Bender? <laughs> yeah. Bro, we got to go see that. The and last. then if you showed this movie, people would be like, dude, that wasn't about a Meth Bender at all. <laughs> Well, good. Now, Greg, when did you know? Like, so you finished the movie. When do you know that it became this other thing? Like, do you, did it slowly perk up, or did it like? Well, there was a premiere for it, and it went as according as probably what you guys expected. Yeah. This is San Francisco. No, it was here in LA. Okay. It was at the Fairfax uh, Lumley Theater. Okay. Fairfax and Beverly. Okay, right, right. Very fancy. Yeah, yeah. The one that's closed. I think, the I one think... that's closed now. <laughs> I think it closed it. Yeah. I think we had some bums in attendance. It was it went really Oh well. my gosh. No, but it was um yeah, everyone laughed and I and I saw some comedy in it. I peeked I walked out in the first 5 minutes cuz I couldn't stand to watch a sex scene that I was in with a packed house. On a spiral house. staircase. Yeah. yeah so uh, I, I hung out. Also an uncomfortable place to have a sex scene on a spiral staircase. Especially when the door could open at any time and you would be very visible to anybody. And, and so close to the bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we just take a few steps yeah. up? Their so passion took hold. Yeah. They could not make it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, so I peeked back in. There was just people were laughing through the entire thing. And I thought, okay, that was it. You know, he showed his movie. It's yeah. done. It's over. Now it's going to be turn into his home video. So I, some college kids discovered it, and they kind of spread it throughout kind of the L.A. college scene. And I showed up some months later at a screening on, uh, on Wilshire, and it was packed. People wow. were going nuts. They were obsessed. They were saying the lines. Yeah. They wanted to, you know, they wanted to get the DVD. They were just, you know, and it, so for a year or so, it went like that. There was a year anniversary screening at the Sunset Five, and it was like on three screens. So it, it was, you know, it was building slowly, and then there was an article that came out in 2008 in Entertainment Weekly that really just it was a six-page article that just talked about all this, you know, all these celebrities that love it and they host parties of it, and um, from then on, it just completely blew up. And it's so cool. And Tommy has some amazing quotes in that Entertainment Weekly article. He said that he got six million dollars because he sold leather jackets to <laughs> Korea. 
I tried that. Yeah. I made I made about twenty bucks. <laughs> I heard at one point he was selling yo-yos in San Francisco, like in the seventies or something. I don't know if the yo-yo business took off. And wow. Uh, now, my my guess, my question is I, to you, Greg. Like, do you? Has he come back and be like, we want to do a sequel? Or there is like, because I know the guy who did Troll Two, like, is like, oh, the people like this movie. I want to get together the cast and do it again. Or is he just kind of disconnected from everybody involved? Yeah, I mean, he wants to make other movies. I came up with some pretty funny ideas for a sequel and talked to him about it, and he seemed into it. But <laughs> that getting that having that made is a totally different story. Yeah. But I think yeah, he wants to do other projects. I would love to see a Tommy, uh, a Johnny Ghost, like kind of like a like a ghost dad kind of thing, like yeah. make him alive, but he's <laughs> walking through people's lives. Because- or is his con- is his conviction in making this movie that if somebody were to watch it, they would think he's an American actor? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because there there are a lot that of lines blows in the movie. My mind. There are a lot of lines in the movie. You have one of them where I, it felt to me like he was his he's just sort of working out his fascination with like American sayings and things totally. like when don't worry about it and X Y Z examining your zipper yeah. and you're like what is well, X Y Z? There's a great line where they go, "We're gonna go see a movie tonight. What are we gonna go see?" And it's like. Don't worry about it. You plan too much. Yeah. Just take like, well, that's not a that's not we're not talking about a six year plan. We're talking about like what what movie we're gonna go see tonight. You're not we're not planning your four hundred one k. But that also I guess makes sense for the way that he kind of uh, he did this movie in a way too. I mean, big, oh. big question: Why is it called the room? Oh yeah. Well, you have no, no idea. No well, reason. here's Tommy's explanation. Take a listen. Why did you call it the room? Because the title has a special meaning to me, and at the time, I thought about a special place, a private place, a place where you can be safe, and it's not a room, but it's their room. I thought and I think that a lot of people will relate to it, so the room is a place where you can go, you can have a good time, you have a bad time, and a safe place. (laughs) Wow. Nothing safe about ending up dead on your living yeah. room floor. Yeah. Well, that yeah, wow. that he uh, Johnny kills himself at the end after. Spoiler alert! Yeah, sorry. Spoiler alert! <laughs> after vigorously is he? I don't know if he's is he masturbating with. He's like, like rubbing the dress on his crotch or something. Yeah, yeah he, he, in the script it says he that he was pleasuring himself. <laughs> Wow! So yeah, because he buys Lisa a dress in the beginning. She that you know opens up this first sex scene that we see, and then at the end, after she's you know revealed that she's cheating on him, he smells the dress. And he's rubbing himself on it, pleasuring himself, and then shoots himself in the head. I think that's a pretty interesting turnaround. I, I think that's the only time that's probably ever been done on film for, <laughs> for good reason. I think Dylan McDermott came close in that American Horror Story show where he uh, he's masturbating and crying at the same time. That's oh, a God. classic, classic McDermott. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, the movie basically is like, feel sorry for Johnny. You know, it's like, you have, like, because he is the victim. He is the victim all the way to the end. And then, well, it's once- like, it, it, it's, uh, it's again, that rooftop scene of you guys where he's basically like, I'm so happy to have you as my best friend. And I love Lisa so much. And it's like, oh, it's- boy, that's sowing the seeds of your own destruction. Friend. It's, <laughs> it's, well, it's like how the trailer goes a perfect world, a perfect life, a per- everything's supposed to be perfect. Yeah. You know, and he's perfect, but it's everything that crumbles around him. His body's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> And, and he humps be- perfectly. I mean, 
he really does. He really get that that ass is oh. in there. That is oh. like oh the second God. sex scene that uses the footage from the first sex scene literally blew my mind. That was the moment where I freaked out. What about when he walks out walks out naked? Oh my god. Oh my god. Amazing. I came. Weird. <laughs> Too much information. So how do you guys feel about the fact that this, like, do you see this as a comedy? Because there's a lot of debate about whether or not this is, like, he builds it now as a dark comedy. Well, he builds it as a dark comedy. But the question I, is, like, did he know beforehand? No, of course not. And no. I think he might no have. No possible way. I, I mean, know. You think, think so, really? I think that there's... If the comedy isn't coming from the situations being... Darkly comedic. I don't. Although there's think, oh, one moment. There's there one are moment. jokes. There are there jokes. are jokes in it. I just think it's like so ridiculous that there had to have been part of him that recognized that it's just so over the top that it might be perceived as comedy, but it's dark. And but like when he's having that romantic dinner with Lisa and they're eating pizza and drinking, like that's like one of the most ridiculous, insane things I've ever seen. Like that was, I laughed out loud at that. You have, like, ni- you is, have nice legs, Lisa. Yeah. Did you, did you catch that? So. <laughs> funny but like I don't think he would know that that would be that funny at yeah. all like I, there's no way yeah what do you yeah, I mean obviously Greg, I think there's that. some like cutesy little stuff where he co- Denny comes in and like jokes around you know so there's some scenes that were supposed to be maybe light hearted but I think at the end of the day, this was you know. What this was, was Tennessee- Denny? What was Denny addicted yeah, to? Yeah, it sounds like it was. I mean, he was like it was like a Tennessee Williams play, right? I mean, that's what he was going for. It was. It was. Yeah, it was to be you know the streetcar named Desire of the 21st century, <laughs> and it is <laughs> mission accomplished in the most beautiful. Way. Um, I did you guys t- did it take you? I'm guessing like 10 days to shoot the fight sequence. Did you have a stunt Pre- choreographer? Pretty, pretty you close, have- <laughs> yeah. You're 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 in the ballpark. Really? Because yeah. I was like, that is epic. And I and I was like, the way you talk about how long it would take to shoot things, I'm like, I bet that scene took forever. Yeah, that was just and just eternity. a full day of like jostling, and, just now, shoulder jostling. Yeah. Now, um, the one thing that I found that was really interesting was they never used the term fiance. They always say future husband and future wife. <laughs> They're never like they've never say fiance, which is a nice like. Bizarre, just like oh, that's a very common thing for us yeah. to say. But and now you've talked to a lot of people involved in the movie. I mean, uh, any anything that you anything that you've uh, uncovered that you? Um, I, well, I've spoken to Tommy. I've spoken to Greg before. Uh, I, I I was hosting a screening in Chicago that Tommy was at, and I wrote this whole article about my experience with him. And then after that article came out, it's at the AV Club. Uh, somebody who used to work on the film contacted me under like the shroud of anonymity. And was like, I used to work for him, and like, I'll tell you some stories about him. And so I called him up, and he was telling me about how he sold yo-yos in San Francisco, and how, you know, he's from France, and he came over, and he or he was from Poland, and he took a French name, and he came here, and how, how he did find it a dark comedy at the beginning. So like, there were darkly comedic elements, but I just don't think he understood clearly what a dark well, comedy to write was. A comedy. In not your own language, or if he's if he's using an ESL, stu- you know, yeah. I mean, it and may- dark comedy is such a specific genre that you have to have an understanding of. But also, uh, he, yeah. he uh, apparently like part of the reason why he was doing this film was, I mean, clearly there's this woman that wronged him, and he wanted revenge on her to show her this. But he wanted to be perceived as like a sex symbol. It seems like yeah, right. I mean, he definitely Absolutely. is. He's definitely positioning himself as this like. As a hero, like as a Brad Pitt kind of character. Oh, the one thing I'm obsessed with <laughs> that I heard, by the way, and I, 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 I don't know if any of you can uh, enlighten me to this, but when they are in the coffee shop, which is odd because it's sort of like, oh, now we're in this coffee shop, and before the actual scene starts, 
it's just really just people ordering coffees and cakes. It's you know new people. I could swear that someone just ADR'd the sound of a coffee machine. Like someone went. It it doesn't sound like it sounds like a voice did it. It really does. I, I well, hope I'm right on that. A lot of the ambient sounds I heard were done by Michael Winslow <laughs> from the Police Academy movies. I mean, and everything in this movie uh, goes between being like. Um, like a fight or a very, very ca- fight or very casual. It's just like it's it's it, like people get into fights here so kind of quickly. But then like like your fight sequence, uh, uh, Greg with 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 Tommy is like you fight you fight and then he's like go oh, cut it out let's be okay and you're like okay yeah. and you shake hands again and then you start fighting again. <laughs> it's and, like amazing. And yeah. there's also one point when Lisa and Johnny are fighting and then the fight ends and Johnny's just like don't worry I still love you. Yeah. And it just ends like the emotions range from so. Re- over the top to just nothing. Did I yeah, miss something with total non sequiturs sometimes? Yeah. Like fight, 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 and it's like, do you guys like uh, donuts? You know, Dude, should like, I get? Is that, is, should I order a pizza scene? Yeah, should I order a pizza scene? Is one of my favorite scenes. I already ordered a pizza. You know, you and think then, of everything. Yeah. Oh, and then you think about everything. He keeps pushing. What he says. <laughs> the little details of that are just. You think about everything. You think about everything. <laughs> well, there's oh. a line here where he goes, um, where she, he, where it's his birthday party, and he says like. You invited all of my friends. Like, oh, I wish I wrote it down. Good you, thinking. Uh, yeah, yeah good, good thinking. thinking. Yeah, good thinking. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, who else would you invite <laughs> to your birthday party? I never would have thought to do that. And are we to understand that Lisa put this birthday party together to simply get you, Greg, in the room with her after everybody walked outside? Like, what it's a very, was her? It's, it's a very Lisa thing to do. Oh, she's such a bitch. Because that's really <laughs> oh, crazy. So sexy. Yeah, such Lisa, I mean, Lisa so picks hot. the most... Inappropriate times to have sexual relations yeah, with like, your that character, just seems like crazy. That's such uh, a long way to go. Yeah, never leaving the house is probably one of the biggest. Oh my god, problems of she it. is. She's an agoraphobic. She's a, I was gonna say she's a shut-in, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you think you know? Take her for a walk once in a while. Yeah, she ordered well, she's pizza. She's definitely getting her, her nails are done. She's definitely getting her nails done somewhere. Her nails looked. Her great. nails are like featured in every scene. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, people. Walmart Plus is the membership that saves you time and money on the stuff you'd expect, but also on the stuff you don't. Let me explain. Did you know with your Walmart Plus membership, you can save money on gas? Yeah. Save gas while you drive the kiddos to soccer practice. Plus, visit your in-laws. Plus, venture into the wilderness. Plus, wherever you want to go. Because Walmart Plus also saves you time and money with free delivery. Perfect for ordering new remote batteries or coffee when somebody finishes it without telling you. And then, you know, eat all your snacks that you have stored in the back of that pantry for movie night. How dare they? Plus, you can actually even save on the actual movies with a Paramount Plus subscription. Stream Top Gun Maverick plus Mean Girls plus Jack Reacher plus so much more because savings is what this whole Walmart Plus membership is all about anyways. Members save on gas plus free delivery plus Paramount Plus, plus so much more. Start a free 30-day trial at www.walmartplus.com. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions, $35 order minimum, Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required. 
When you're thinking of hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching. And you know what? Did you know that 70% of users don't even visit other leading job sites? If you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. LinkedIn knows that small businesses might not have the time or resources, so they're constantly finding ways to make the process easier. 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate in 24 hours, and they even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash valuable. That's linkedin.com slash valuable to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack and my kids said, mom said, we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me, but I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I don't ever like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry, and they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. I want to know, are there stuff, uh, is there stuff you shot that is just simply not in the movie? There's a couple. And are there sex scenes? God, no. Um, no, there are a couple scenes. Um, the Chris R. scene. Which actually, I, which I saw shot, on the DVD, right? Where they're playing in horse? The interior, yeah. Um, which didn't get used because it wasn't dramatic enough. And then there was an <laughs> But it's essentially the same exact scene. Like, it I watched is, it. it like, is, there's yeah. a deleted scene where like, Chris R. tries to take, uh, or Denny tries to take Chris R.'s mind off of the heroin money. Or, sorry, the mind off the drug money by yeah. playing horse with him. But then it's just the same scene. It's yeah. the same scene, yeah. Just uh, he felt the rooftop was a bigger, you know, a bigger stage. <laughs> And by God, it was. And the uh, rooftop was where you guys would go to just think. Yeah. yeah. Just, just hold the football just, and just, yeah. you know, just contemplate. Just do something you're thinking. Yeah. And Mark at one point, like, smokes pot, it's implied. Yeah. Oh, like, there's, it's, that, that was actually there. a really funny part because, you know, in this film, I'm supposed to be supposed to be a grown man, but I have to go up on the roof and have my little stash of weed, which is hidden under, a, under right. a block, and pull it out to go, like, secretly smoke weed. I mean, that's something you do if you were probably 12. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're, so yeah, you, you have just your own smoke it in your own apartment or, you know, well, it wherever. It's like also a pretty pivotal moment for Mark when he shaves his beard off. Yeah, I think it was a life, a life-changing. <laughs> oh. So what was happening this for him like, then? This is, it was a like, this is when I become... Moment. Yeah. Um, there was... Uh, no reason in the film for okay. that, but there's backstory to why. Oh, okay. Why, why it, I did that? But there's which, no character. Okay. And no, did you? It's never in the script. Gotcha. Actually. And did you guys shoot in chronological order? 
Um, we shot in um, set order. Okay. So you know, living room stuff, bedroom stuff. You know. Wow. And it it, it took a. I mean, and you were there a while. And were there reshoots involved? Or like. Um. No. Just the. You know. The the Chris R. The, know, the which Chris was done. You know. During right. during the during the rooftop stuff. And what, did anyone ever bring up? To him, like we should shoot on a real roof in San Francisco, or is that just price prohibitive? Yeah, but he would immediately shoot them down. <laughs> we do my way, okay? Please sit back. Okay? I love it just to be. The thing that blows my mind about that is to, because I guess the reason to put a green screen roof is to be like, well, we don't have any problems with weather. But then to shoot it outside with green screens, you really are not. Uh, you really aren't really saving that much. Cause it's like can, building a house inside another house. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and now, do you? I mean, I, I, you don't have to answer this, and but uh, do you see any of the profits from this? Because I feel like this is so successful—the DVD, the posters, or anything—or is that something that you were like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, surprisingly, I mean, of all the things I've ever done in my life, the, the least I ever expected was from this, and this right. has actually given me the most, Great. you know. Oh, that's awesome! So like, you actually did have like. The, the contracts proper contracts and, and stuff like that. Well, yeah, it's it's paid. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely paid off. And I, I mean, I've been able to travel the world from it. You know? Yeah, that must be amazing. Like, where have you gone with this movie? Like, I have been to Ireland, to Dublin several several <sighs> times. Um, I've been to Prague. Um, and it must be like the most fun because it's like when you're there. I mean, I, I even know like just from being a fan of this, like just to have you here is so exciting. It's like this is like you know, it's like you you go to these crowds of people that you're. It's like a it's like you're a hero. You're get to go in and get to do this stuff. It's like it must be exciting to go there and and kind of see it that way. Yeah, I guess it's fun to just kind of talk to people about what they saw with it because I know, you know, my first experience with it, it was it was disbelief. So it's kind of fun to see you know normal minds digest this. Um, you know, crazy material. So it's kind of fun. <laughs> to, it's kind of fun to have a conversation about it and for the you know answer some of their questions because they can't really get you know they're not going to get answers from you know from Mister Genius himself. Yeah, because so. he changes his answers and he's all over. I mean, to me, the thing that's so engaging about this movie and I can't tell you enough if you've not seen this movie. Buy this DVD. It is well worth it and rewatchable. Uh, is like there are so many movies that are you know quote unquote bad or or but but this it transcends that. It's not a bad movie. It's a fascinating movie. It, it, it's because it, like what, I think we've what watched a lot of bad movies. Yes, yeah. like that is what yeah. we do. And this is not. This like instantaneously becomes its own category of what's happening right yeah. now. Yeah. This isn't like an existentialist drama, I think. Because yeah. you are, everything about it is like, I would never have thought to do it like that. You know, and and and, uh, and the relationships, it, it's, it really is. I think it will, better than, I, I think this will stand the test of time. I think as, as years go on, this is going to be one, it already is screening throughout the country, midnight screenings all over the place. It, I think it's, I was seeing it live is a whole different experience and one that if you haven't done you have to do because I didn't know the thing like there is apparently a, a picture frame of a fork uh, a or a spoon. a spoon and people bring spoons to the screening and every time that that you see the picture frame with the spoon in it people throw spoons <laughs> at the screen and it's it's, it's amazing because first of all it's on the screen a lot that picture frame of the spoon it's, yeah. it's it's amazing. People bring footballs and stuff, and they play in the aisle. Uh, when I host, <laughs> when I hosted that screening at the Music Box in Chicago, I saw Tommy reacting to these people watching the film, and yeah. like 
part of me wants to believe that he saw these people liking his film and was just like, you know what? They're, some people are here to mock me, but it's, it's fame, and I'm just going to kind of take yeah. it for what it is. But you can tell that he's sad. Like, he would kind of slink off every once in a while and not want to watch the film. He would... He sat in the lobby for a really long time, and then these two girls came out and like wanted to interview him for something, and he was just more excited about that than. He's like kind of getting off on the fame than they were what it's become. Yeah. I mean, he's he has created his own mythology. I think he likes to be this kind of, you know, different type of guy. I uh, I had a theory that maybe when he broke the mirror, that may have been things that uh, that that may have given him seven years of bad luck. Or maybe 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 uh, he played the production in a weird well, way. There's all sorts of really weird stuff. Like I was I was looking for symbolism in everything. Yeah. I was like at the beginning of the movie Denny eats like an apple and I was like is this supposed to be like a like a biblical like <laughs> original sin kind of I kept looking for stuff to be like try and make sense of it like what's he doing but I think it's just Insanity. It, it, uh, I mean, the thing I love is that he has a lot of tape recorders. Uh, there's a lot of tape recorders. This is 2003. Yeah. Tape recorders are kind of gone at this point. And there's one great shot where he gets mad and he throws a tape recorder across the wall and it's slow-mo shot. But the tape recorder doesn't break. It just kind of gently bounces off and it falls. It's amazing. There is Every shot in this is worthy of dissection and... and uh, also, and, you pointed this out, Paul, when he plays back the what he's recorded... The conversation between your character... It's, different, it's it different, different, totally different, different dialogue. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm just going to play back this scene that we just saw as an audience, and it's different. Not this scene, not this scene, though. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, really an, it, it's really an amazing we, We've movie. had that conversation like four times, so he just pulled, you know... One, yeah, the one that he liked the best audio <laughs> Oh, oh, I man. almost feel like we have to play the flower shop scene again. <laughs> hi. Can I help you? Yeah, can I have a dozen red roses, please? Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. Here you go. That's me. How much is it? It'll be $18. Here you go. Keep the change. Hi, doggy. You're my favorite customer. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. And now, <laughs> Greg and Steve, thank you guys so much for coming here and, and doing this uh, and talking about the movie. Now, uh, anything to plug for both of you guys? Uh, I uh, All my writing is at stevehysler.com. Okay. I occasionally write about the room. I had to be told at one point by an editor that I was no longer allowed to write about the room because <laughs> I wrote about it too much. And they're great, uh, they're great pieces. And, uh, and of course, Greg, you have your book coming out. Yeah, it's going to be published next year by Simon and Schuster. Um, the working the working title right now is Locked Inside the Room. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. But how, how is it coming? Is it fun to kind of revisit it all? It's yeah, it's it's it's. Did amazing. you keep journals or anything during the time I, you were I, working on it? I did, and I also, I mean, when you go through an experience like that, I don't, it's something you probably can't it's ever erase your from your memory but i actually have a lot of behind the scenes footage that was oh, shot oh wow oh wow so that's really great to make sure to capture all those moments and descriptions so everyone can really enjoy what it was like to be at ground zero do I you have wait. a post traumatic is- stress disorder <laughs> uh, i'm hanging in there <laughs> i can't wait to read it and it it, it will be the first real kind of first person a, a thing about this movie which is going to be great so keep your eyes open for that um Thank you, Dustin, as always, for being an amazing engineer. And that is all the time we have. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. You are lying. I never hit you. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. 
Whether you're shopping for grads, getting an early gift for dad, or just looking for a little something new or used for your shelf, you'll find it at HPB. And you'll get almost everything for an extra 20% off during the big sale at Half Price Books this Memorial Day weekend. Saturday, May 25th through Monday, May 27th. Save big in-store at your local Half Price Books and at HPB.com. Offer cannot be combined with other coupons. Exclusions apply. To learn more, visit HPB.com. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today.